This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Do you struggle with maths, or do you believe that had you been taught differently, things might have been different? Well, Bella Vista Share is hosting their annual conference in July with a focus on all things mathematical, and I'm delighted to have two of their professionals, Danny Gluckman and Megan Verger, to tell me more. Danny and Megan, welcome, and thanks so much for joining me. Thank you Thank for having you. us. Maths is one of those things I think, or we have been taught, you can either do or you can't do. Is that true? Um, I find, think we find that um, that's not so much the premise anymore. Um, it's very much an old-fashioned um, belief. Um, some people do have more difficulty with maths or certain parts of maths. And what we call something like dyscalculia is a specific learning disability affecting a person's ability to understand and work with numbers and maths. But that doesn't mean that we can or can't do it. There are ways around that. So is dyscalculia a condition that you either have or you don't have, or is it a spectrum? So there is a continuum along it. So um, people with dyscalculia specifically struggle with tasks involving counting, basic operations like addition and subtraction, recognizing patterns, understanding the, um, the mathematical symbols or concepts. It is similar to something like dyslexia, which is your learning uh, disability regarding ra uh, reading. And it does occur, as you say, along that spectrum, but dyscalculia is only one side of it. It has a lot of different pieces, some which may be mild and some which may be more severe. And just seeing where you can help and target the intervention with that specific person is what we try to do. So if you you have dyscalculia and you're at, the say, the, the best end of the spectrum, is that the same as struggling to do maths or is that completely different? Yeah, Megan. so it's... it's um, complicated because it's not just having a difficulty with maths. It really can be um, genetic and it's also um, involved with environmental factors. So it's it's really having a difficulty with understanding basic number concept um, which is completely different to just having a difficulty in maths. Sometimes a difficulty in maths we use synonymous with dyscalculia but it's not the same not thing. The same. Um, yeah. Okay, so you believe that had Potentially, we've been taught differently, our age group. Things might have been different. Is understanding maths in the teaching and learning of it? Would you repeat that for me? I'm, I'm not sure the question. Sure. Um, is, it the learn, is, it our, is it our innate ability not to do maths that makes many of us not be able to do so? Or is it the way we were taught? I think it's a combination. <laughs> so um, I remember growing up and thinking, I just don't have a maths brain. And that's completely um, false. There's no such thing as a maths brain or an English brain. But you are more prone to understanding or having just flexibility with numbers than somebody else. And thus you've got your different professions where you generally lead more towards one way than the other. But definitely um, explicit teaching, um, helping you to understand the basic number concept definitely will make a difference. Um, but if you are dyscalculia, uh, dyscalculic, you you have a difficulty with it. Mm -hmm. And we can only do, obviously, X amount to get that understanding back in place. But it is quite a challenging it's, it's condition. It's lifelong. Yeah. It's lifelong. Now, you are exploring different ways of teaching maths. And um, I hope we can discuss something, for example, like Singapore maths, okay. which um, mm -hmm. I know when uh, my kids were at that age and stage, a mummy walked into a group of mummies sat down, burst into tears. We all rallied around and said, what is wrong? And she said, 
Singapore mess. Okay. <laughs> right. Is that still happening and is that still considered useful? So, I mean, it is, um, we, at Bella Vista, we, we use aspects of the Singapore maths curriculum. We don't use it as per se on its own. We use the parts of the concrete pictorial abstract representation. So you want to start that child off at that concrete level, make sure they really have that innate understanding that three objects is three before you move on to a pictorial or an abstract because, well, what is three if you actually don't know what it looks like? Um, so, so that's something that we, We've taken out of Singapore that we use. Another thing that's very um, in the Singapore maths um, curriculum is problem solving, and that's a big thing that we teach at Bella Vista. Um, can um, teaching the children to think for themselves, and I mean our metacognition program, our cognitive program, is one of our biggest things that we give our children. It's um, bridged across all our subjects. Um, so it's the ability to teach them that if they presented with a problem, it doesn't matter. Can they independently work out different ways? To, to solve it and that's through the way of working in, in two students together so you've got collaborative groups or from your directed but we had when we had at school directed teaching um, from me to you. So I, I, I recently spoke to a literary, literacy expert about the fact that many of our kids cannot read for understanding by the time they are older. I imagine that maths learning is exactly the same. Are we seeing the same trends? Yeah, so obviously if a child has dyslexia as well as a difficulty in maths, maths is actually a language. So you've got words like product, where in English we're talking about something you go and buy from the shop, whereas in maths product means multiply. So you've got to be explicit in your teaching of maths language and terminology along with the concrete, pictorial and abstract in order to get... So it's not just one thing or the other. It's a it's multifaceted. It's a combination of different strategies, different approaches, also different to each child. So what works with one, they might get it straight away, and the next child might need a little bit more of that concrete or less concrete, and they can go straight to the pictorial. So you've also got to take your different approaches and see what works Generally, you know, as a teacher from the beginning of the lesson to teaching all the kids and then differentiating. So going around checking how they're each doing. You've got to be flexible. Which is the advantage mm. of a school like Bella Vista Share for those who are struggling. Yes. yes. In terms, again, comparison with literacy, I imagine that with maths even possibly even more so, that if you don't have that grounding, that basics, it's very hard to grow on it. Yes. So it, it's, it's based on basic uh, foundational building blocks. So if you don't have, as you say, in, in my, um, exp- uh, well, in my spoke, scope of being an OT, if you don't have that um, foundation when you're building a house, um, then you can't expect the, the bricks and the walls to go up to hold your roof. Mm. So it's exactly the same concept. You need those foundational, which come from being, from being babies and exposed to all those concepts. Oh, there's three red cars. There's two yellow cars um, mm. all the time. And in terms of literacy, what we can do to help our kiddies is to read to them when they're little and show them books. What do you do with maths? So maths, is, you've got to be explicit. And I think when you're talking about what can we do, I'm assuming you're talking about besides being in the classroom, as parents, what we can do. And I think it's always important to sort of connect with your community. So your school, your teachers. Um, Bella Vista Share has a lovely platform with webinars on anxiety to working memory, We've got lots of um, courses you can also attend. And with our maths conference that's coming up, there's actually a parent talk on the Friday, which is lovely for parents. If you feel like you've got 
um, a child who's struggling in maths or you're thinking there's a maths difficulty, attend things like that. You know, talk to other parents, see what they're doing. Um, and, yeah, I think, as as Daddy said, when you're reading to them when you're little, also when you're at home, go, won't you pass mommy those two spoons, you know, to see if they're understanding that concept of, you know, that one-to-one correspondence. And I saw, Megan, when you did said two, you also showed two fingers. Yes. <laughs> so making an explicit. So tell me a little bit more about what people can expect at the conference. So we're very lucky to um, have to be bringing in some experts. Uh, Megan and I, when we've done our maths postgrad, have actually been lectured by these people. They are incredible. So Junie Hornigold is coming from the UK. Um, she is just amazing. Mm. And we have Daniel Ansari coming from Canada, who's coming like he really just gets and gets in there and really explains dyscalculia so brilliantly. So please sign up. It's going to be incredible. Mm. And it's there's also some South African speakers. So um, Seth Lujana is um, the head of Investec Corporate Social Investments, and he's all about you know meaningful change. And then we've got Professor Benjamin um, Rosman, and he um, is actually one of the people at Wits University. So he's going to share a lot with us, which we're excited about. Yeah, he's been a guest on the show, and he is oh, absolutely incredible, wow. which um, – are you hoping that is this workshop conference for people who are already struggling with math or are you hoping to attract teachers who are teaching math across the board? Yes, we are. We, we, we're hoping for both. Mm. So we're hoping for teachers that want to come and learn more about it and see how they can help the students that are currently in front of them, but also for those, the professionals yeah. that are working Therapists, with um, children struggling. So what you're saying is there's help. Yes, there is. And there are things that both parents and teachers can do to help those. And we're not only talking those who suffer from dyscalculia, but But those who... Any math difficulty. Any math difficulty. And understanding more about anxiety, you know, um, that when you're faced with... And I don't know if you have it as well. Sometimes I'll just see something related to maths and immediately I think, I can't do it. I've got a fear because of past experiences that were negative or my own low self-esteem in terms of maths. And... Becoming competent in that, I go, oh, I actually can do this. I don't know why I've got this thought pattern that's telling me I can't. So sometimes it is just that confidence and a belief in you by somebody who thinks you can do it. Yes. And spending time with you, just yeah, being explicit, just giving you the time to understand something and grapple with it. And if you anybody would like to attend, what should they do? So they must get get hold of us at share at bellavista.org.za. And um, all the information about the conference is is there. Um, send us an email, and Ansuya, who runs the share office, will be in touch. Yeah, it's one of those things, Matt. I think if we are taught that we can do it, we probably can do it. You can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to both of you. That is Danny Glackman and Megan Verger. Both are from Bella Vista Share, and they are talking about a conference that is taking place at Bella Vista Share. And if you'd like to attend, please be in touch with the school. So to both of you, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.